So we need a good show open this week. What am I going to say? Oh, I know. Oh? Football is back. Yeah. <sighs> Ah, oh, yeah, get on the great. train. Sports ball is amazing. Yay, sports. Yeah, sports. Yeah, sports. <laughs> sports, go sports. Yep, go team. Yay, home team. That's right. Back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. You can catch up on all of our back episodes at thewatchlistpod.com. You can also click on thewatchlistpod.com and contact us if you want to hit us up or hit us up on socials at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol the watchlist pod. And if you listen on Apple, especially your brand new spiffy iPhone 14 or whatever the hell number they're on, Hit that uh, five-star button. We would appreciate it. Howdy. Hey. It's a special Thursday night episode. Well, not for the people listening. Not for the... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. So we're recording the show on Thursday because I have a wedding to go out of town for. Where at? What town? Upstate New York near Ithaca. Oh, fancy. Eh, I so don't know what to wear. So after we get off this, I got to go try on pants. And then pick out an outfit or six and decide from there what we're going to do. And Mm. it's all right. But anywho, it means we're recording the show during the last quarter of Thursday Night Football. And I'm so excited. Ah, football is back. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I'm so excited I'm going to blow out my throat just saying Thursday night football. Yay. Any hoosie. I watched quite a bit this week, though. You sure did. I didn't watch nearly as much as you. Although I'm fucking mad at myself, though. Why? I really... All right. Do, Do you mind if I start... Go ahead. Are you sure? I don't. I don't mean yeah, to be yeah. rude or anything like that. But no, I have to do it. Make it so. I have to slam myself for a minute. Okay. Because I went back on something that I said I was going to do. Uh huh. So I, I legitimately, I legitimately, was sitting there with Laura, and we are going through all of our streaming services, right? Now mm-hmm. we know that HBO Max is mine because I get that through my cell phone service, so I don't pay a dime for that. All right. Okay. Pe- Peacock we get because we are Comcast subscribers. And we get mm-hmm. apparently Comcast premium because we are Comcast subscribers. So Correct. Forget about that. We also mm-hmm. pay for Prime, Amazon Prime. Mhm. So there's Prime, which makes right. the services that we pay for um uh uh Netflix Mm-hmm. Hulu, Disney Plus, mm-hmm. Paramount Plus, and oh, isn't there another one in there somewhere? I don't know. Any hoozy. So we start watching the first thing I'm going to review, which is called The Belins. Mm-hmm. And 
and it is on PBS. Or you can actually watch it. Where else can you watch uh, the you Berlin Amazon? Amazon Prime? It's okay. called The Berlins, A Scandalous Family. And every every so often, I get a hankering to watch something like a period piece or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a very interesting story. There's a brand new musical that I would love to see on Broadway called The Six. And it is about the six wives of Henry VIII. Okay. And you can always remember them, divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. Mm-hmm. So, I, and, and I know that Laura is way into literature, particularly English lit. So I was like, here, fuck it. Let's just watch this. It's a, it, you know, I make her watch action shit all the time. Let's watch this. And I find it completely fascinating. And then she is says... Is this a dramatization or a, like a documentary? In part. In part. It is. It, uh, okay. thank, you for, thank you for asking me that. It mm-hmm. is a documentary that has dramatization in it. Okay. Like little, like little itty bitty bits and pieces of dramatization. But basically it's the narrators and the uh, professors and experts on this period and the Boleyns talking over the actors who they hired to play these characters. And gotcha. then every now and then the characters will say shit. Okay. So you're not watching it for the actors. You're watching it for the historical accuracy of what was going on with Henry VIII, uh, the Boleyn family, and how they tried to orchestrate their way all the way up the food chain in, in 1506 and all that other sort of rot, right? Gotcha. Okay. So... And I highly recommend it. There is, there is not much I can say. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you about it because uh, it would be a spoiler alert that's, you know, <laughs> 500 years old. Um, right. But Laura suggests, hey, you know what I haven't seen in a while that would really help you out with all of this? The Tudors. And I was like, the one with Jonathan Reese Myers? Yeah, that was really good. And I will watch it again with you. So the only way to watch it is because it's streaming on Showtime. Mm-hmm. So guess who just happened to form an agreement with Paramount fucking plus to add on Showtime for an extra like $3 a month? Showtime. Oh. So, so Paramount plus, if you have it, you could pay another 3 and get Showtime? Yeah, but I think they're doing a special deal right now. Instead of like six bucks, it's only eight bucks. But you can go into the subscription on your TV uh-huh. and and upgrade your subscription so that okay. it is okay. so that it is Paramount Plus Showtime. And not mm. only it finally makes some use out of the plus that everybody has, because uh-huh. it's legitimately Paramount Plus Showtime. But I'm so pissed off because now I'm paying more money. (laughs) Now, here's a little bit of education, people. So pro tip, if you like things like Dexter, which is another reason why I wanted to subscribe to this, we we wanted to see Dexter, the the new episodes, which we had never seen. Uh You can subscribe to either a yearly plan where you get a really good deal 
Mm-hmm. So you just commit to it for a whole year. Do you have to pay all at once for that whole that year? That is correct. Yeah, you do. Okay. It's like 80 bucks or something like that. Okay. And, or you could do it month by month. Mm-hmm. So we decided to do it month by month because you can stop at any time. Right. And within a month, we should be able to knock out the tutors mm-hmm. as well as Dexter. Okay. And if we find that we're liking it a lot more, we may or may not keep it. We will reassess after a month. So can you cancel the Showtime part of it and just drop to regular Paramount Plus? I'm sure you can. You you might have. I don't know how to do that. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know how you just drop the Showtime. That's another good question. Um, You know, it's kind of like a... (laughs) It's kind of like a credit card agreement. If two people sign it, oh, it's so easy for both of you to sign up. But if one of you wants to get out of it, it's balls. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I have no idea. But. Okay. So I don't know how many people out there are watched The Tudors. It's a show from 2007. And that is truly. From 2007? 2007. Damn. Okay. Yeah, we went old school. Sure did. <laughs> and and it stars a much younger Henry Cavill as well as one oh. as um, one of Henry VIII's best friends, and mm. Sam Neill from Jurassic Park is right. is in it as the big bad priest dude who actually had um, machinations of his own during mm-hmm. that whole time to seize power for himself. So they so he's actually very good as a power hungry guy. Henry Zerny is in it. Um and the first episode I think is kind of choppy because it's giving you a shitload of exposition and introduction to who these characters are. But I'll yeah. tell you what, watching that show has as much sex in it as Game of Fucking Thrones, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. And it was kind of freaking me out watching Superman have sex. Just gotta <laughs> say. Or The Witcher. Or The Witcher, yeah. yeah. Toss a coin to your witch. Oh my God, put some pants on. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, how was the documentary thing? You didn't really say if it was. The docu- really a great thing to watch or not. I'll tell you I'll tell you what. If you are truly 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 a history buff and you kind of want to know about something that that seems cyclical in terms of interest. In particular, in particular because we have to give a, a shout out to the family of Queen Elizabeth who passed away today. Mm-hmm. Which is very sad. Um we watched yeah. a lot of that coverage today too. But if you are into English history, then I think it's great because you, okay. you do find out all of the facts about it and how the court actually worked, how oh, you worked your way up into the king's inner circle right. or the queen's inner circle. Mm-hmm. But poor okay. Isabella, his wife, oh my God, that poor woman. Hmm. Anyway, um, I, I, think it's, I think it's really good. And, okay. and I think as a companion to it, hmm. uh, yeah. the Tudors, which is completely 
like based on history, but you know, it's sexed up. It's the soap opera version of it. It's the soap opera version of it. Yeah. You know, that's not bad either as the popcorn version of the mm, facts. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So anywho. So that's my that's my review of three different things. Oh wait, I didn't actually review the the combo deal. Fuck, I feel so combo stupid. deal. What combo? Yeah, deal? Paramount Plus Showtime. I think it heralds the beginning of a lot of these streaming services melding. Mm-hmm. And I and and yes, some people can say, well, Bill, that's obvious. Duh. But there was an article recently, and I forgot where I saw it, um, but I think I saw it in The Hollywood Reporter, that said that a lot of these streaming services are going to start falling by the wayside. Oh, I believe it, yeah. So I think that that is a first major step toward there being much more of a, not a monopoly, but fewer streaming services offering more and different varied programming yeah all right but it's okay. it's not bad if you want to try it out for a month yeah okay it's, it's not bad all right thank you okay. for letting me ramble on oh sure I'd, i've only got a, a couple things here i don't have a whole lot um i was poking around on on hbo max trying to figure out what I want to watch. And I saw this series called Kung Fu. Oh. It's the CW's version of Kung Fu, the series. Um, that uh, It's set in present day, and it follows a young Chinese-American woman whose personal issues force her to leave college and make a life-changing journey to an isolated monastery in China. Upon her return to America three years later, uh, she starts using her martial arts skills and her Shaolin values to protect her community when her hometown of San Francisco is plagued by ongoing crime and corruption. Um, her family is totally pissed as hell at her for leaving for three years. Uh, she comes back. Her sister's uh, engaged to get married. Her brother's opened his own like medical clinic now and he's mad because you know she was his only ally in the house with their overbearing parents blah 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 she's a badass she kicks ass it's a fun little show uh it's got a third season starting on the cw uh october 5th of this year so the first two seasons are available on hbo max right now if you want to watch it Okay. It's your typical CW remake of a of a past 72 series called Kung Fu. This okay. time though, the cast is Chinese. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, go. as opposed to David Carradine right going and learning <laughs> Kung Fu from China. Right. This time we've got a Cre a Chinese American girl. Yeah, it, it's it was cool to watch. I don't. I got a few episodes in too, so. All but, right. You know, it's fun. Something to have on. Just entertaining, bubblegummy kind of martial arts stuff. I would guess you could say. Hey, I like bubblegum. Yeah. Action stuff to watch. Yeah. You know, I I dig it very very much. 
Yeah, some of those CW shows are kind of fun. And Kung Fu is one of them. Excellent. I also have to lie. There was something else I watched, and I just texted it to you, but I'll tell all the people in a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, the next thing we watched is called Welcome to Wrexham. And uh, it is on Hulu. And uh, Rob McElhenney, who is the okay. creator of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and uh, Ryan Reynolds actually bought a an English football team in Wrexham. And they are trying to turn it around. And in the very first episode, they explain how things like the Premier League works and how teams actually ascend sort of the ladder of status in England. And their team is actually the tier below the bottom tier of this pyramid, which is the lowest tier that you could still be called professional. They are that bad. So is this like a real thing or this is yes, like this fiction? Is absolutely so real. these two guys really did yes, buy these two a team. Guys. Okay. Yes, and it so is this a, is like a docu it's a docu drama real reality show. Okay. It's a it's a docu series. Okay. And these two stars decided to do something wild and crazy and actually try to turn this this soccer team around. All right. And one of the reasons that I like it very much is that Rob McElhenney is from Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And so he actually made jerseys for the team in Philadelphia Eagles. Go birds. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles green. Oh, fun. for the team. Okay. But it's, it's very fascinating. And you see on their end, the business calls that they have to make. And, because the team finished last at the beginning of this series, they had to fire the entire coaching staff and they had to let go of most of their players and all that other sort of stuff. Wow. And, and people in England are, and I, and I dare say this, it, it, they are arguably far more passionate about their football. Oh, I bet. And especially, oh, yeah, yeah, I think I knew that, yes. And especially in small towns like Wrexham, they live and die by their team. Mm -hmm. You know, it is, it is in their blood. They are, from cradle to grave, they are about their team. And so you see on one hand, their business dealings with the team and dealing with recruiting team and coaches and all that. But the real meat of all of this is following around not only townspeople, but some of the players. And they interview a lot of the people in the town to see what they actually think of two Hollywood celebrities buying this team. <laughs> and you see all the time these people dressed up as Deadpool because they keep making fun of Deadpool <laughs> actually buying this team. Um, <laughs> That's hysterical. It is hysterical. But they take it extremely seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not like they you know, it's a lark and played for a like lark, like Ted Lasso is the American guy who's kind of clueless fish out of water who comes to take over a soccer team. It is not that. It is a very heartwarming show about life in a small, it's actually Welsh, a small Welsh town. 
and how they love their football. Hmm. It's it's very very good. Welcome to Wrexham, and I highly recommend it. Okay. Okay. My next thing is a series that's on Netflix. It's called Extraordinary Attorney Wu. Yes, it's Let a Korean show. Let me guess it's Korean. Okay. There, we, <laughs> yes, there it is. <sighs> yep. It's only subtitled, but this is such a cute show. Yeah. Um, it's about Wu Young Wu. She is the very first Korean attorney with autism spectrum disorder. You talked about this, though. No, I didn't. I swear to God you did. Or you or did you tell me this? I okay, I sent you the a picture from the show where okay. you see her suitcase and it has Lorem Ipsum text on it. It actually says Lorem Ipsum instead of like actual words. Okay. Did I I sent you that, right? I think I swear to this? God we have talked about this show. But anyhow, I please continue. Don't I we have not talked about it on the show. I, I, I that could be it. me slipping in from another universe and and being all wrong and stuff. Okay. But she does have a suitcase that has whales on it and in English well in Latin it says Lorem Ipsum, which is that placer that for placement only text that designer, yes. graphic designers use. Yes. I saw that and I'm like, do they know what that says? It was really kind of funny. But anyway, she's the very first attorney in Korea with autism spectrum disorder. Uh, she grew up as a little kid with her, her dad, a single father. And for most of her childhood, she never spoke to him and he she never spoke at all. And then suddenly when the neighbor is harassing her dad... Like, because the da uh, the neighbor man was angry that dad kept hanging around his wife when he was just dropping off his daughter to be babysat. Wu Young Wu starts screaming Korean laws about disturbing the peace and assault and how he's going to get in trouble because she has been reading all of dad's law textbooks and she has memorized all of this. Hmm. So as she gets older, she goes to college and law school and graduates and becomes an attorney and she gets hired by a law firm and the wackiness ensues i doubt this is a an accurate portrayal of someone with autism this is very rain man-esque where because she's a genius in one specific thing right you know like like that doctor show with the doctor with autism or whatever yeah you know it's very much along those lines, but it's just a sweet, cute little story. She's very, she's adorable. She loves whales. And, and there's a fun little thing throughout all this, the whole series that when she, when all the pieces fall together of a, the law and a client, she suddenly sees a whale breaching the, the water and s diving to the side and, the wind blows through her hair like, yes, <laughs> it's so cute. And she has this tendency to to just spout whale, dolphin facts, marine mammal facts to people. And it's just silly. It's silly and it's cute. And yeah, I really liked it. I found it incredibly entertaining. There, I want to say there's like 16 episodes. They're about a an hour each. 
Okay. Cool. So it's Extraordinary Attorney Woo. It's on Netflix for anybody who wants to watch it. It's subtitled. But it's fun. You should give it a try. Check it out. Cool. There, There's one full new thing that I saw and one thing that made me ecstatically happy about today. Okay. Which do you want first? I don't care. Oh. Pick one. All right. So the last full thing that we both watched is called Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Where is this at? Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul is actually on Peacock right now. Okay. It is also showing in some theaters. Oh, okay. But um, it is a movie that stars Sterling K. Brown and Regina Hall. And is the story about a megachurch pastor played by Sterling K. Brown and his, and they keep calling her first lady, his wife, Regina Hall. And they, and their church fell apart after a sex scandal. And it is quite obviously his sex scandal. <gasps> and this movie was billed as a comedy. Okay. And even though I was looking through some of the reviews of this film and they say it's satire and, and all that other sort of stuff, to me, the drama far outweighs the satire. There are maybe one or two moments that made me smile, Ooh. like a comedy would. Mm -hmm. But that's not a bad thing because okay. the drama held us. What I'm saying is that if you go into this movie thinking that you are going to see a straight-up comedy? Nope. Nope. Mm. Uh-uh. Nope. But it is very good and extremely well-acted because Sterling K. Brown plays a very effervescent and charismatic pastor, and Regina Hall plays his stalwart wife, but you realize that their marriage is on the rocks because of this sex scandal. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to give away exactly what the sex scandal is because that's sort of a twist in this movie. But it is unfortunate that it comes one year after the eyes of Tammy Faye. Mm. Where they talk about Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Right. And for which Jessica Chastain won the Oscar for Best Actress. And well-deserved. Absolutely well-deserved. But Regina Hall... I have never seen her as good. Oh, okay. And she is usually a comedic actress. You would see her in things like Scary Movie, and you would see her in things like Girls Trip and, and just other obvious comedies. Mm -hmm. Because she's got, ex and she was in the remake of About Last Night and, and all of that other sort of stuff. So she is hugely comedic and, and wonderful. But this dramatic turn would have netted her probably an Oscar nomination. Oh, okay. If it did not come out the exact next year as a movie so similar hmm. that the Academy is going to look, it's basically the same film but with black people. And uh, when I say that, that is not shade at all. I am not diminishing this movie at all. But sometimes movies are victims of timing. 
like somehow they give Oscars away to certain people like they did, I, I believe, for Will Smith last year or earlier this year. I think they gave him that Oscar not just for King Richard, but for all of the other Oscar-worthy performances that he has done. And they have done it in the past. Right. Okay. But it is my belief that Regina Hall would have been nominated had it not been for Jessica Chastain's amazing performance as Tammy Faye last year. That being said, those two movies make a fucking good double feature. If you really want to see dramas about mega churches and their pastors and all of that other sort of stuff, and again, not making fun of religion in any way, shape, or form, I am certainly not doing that. But if you want to see two movies that I think complement each other about the same subject matter, The Eyes of Tammy Faye and Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. You can watch The Eyes of Tammy Faye on HBO Max, but the new movie, the one that came out this year, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, is now playing on Peacock and was just released. And it's, and it's very good. It's just not a comedy. It's a okay. drama with a couple of comedic things in it. If you do find it funny, awesome. We didn't, but loved it anyway. All right. All right. Cool. And now my last thing is the movie that came out in 2020... It's Train to Busan presents Peninsula. Oh. Oh. Uh, this, yeah, it came out in 2020. It is only, well, I've only found it subtitled. I have not found it dubbed. Um, it's similar to Army of the Dead, but this came out before Army of the Dead. So I would say Army of the Dead is similar to this. Okay. Where, so it starts with... Right when Train to Busan stuff is happening, the Korean Peninsula is overrun with zombies, and our guy, he is a Marine captain. He's trying to get his family to the last ship off of the Korea, out of Korea. Of course, they get on the ship, and there's an infected person on the ship. So the Marine captain's wife and his son get bitten and infected, but he does manage to contain that outbreak into this one cabin of the ship. So they get rerouted to Hong Kong because Japan doesn't want these infected people anymore. Mm -hmm. So he is with his brother-in-law and they're in Hong Kong trying to make a new life for themselves. But the brother-in-law blames the captain for his sister's death because he didn't do enough to save her. Now, four years later, Captain and brother-in-law are given this offer by some gangster-type guy. Go back to Korea, retrieve this truck full of money that we have, and we'll give you a million dollars of that money. You just got to go go in, get the money off that truck, and come back. The Korean Peninsula has been quarantined by the rest of the world. No ships in, no ships out. Which, I'm wondering, how has China been safe? Because North Korea borders China. Like, it's part of China. You know? Anyway, they don't go there, so whatever. So our guy has to now get into Korea, find the, find the truck, wherever that might be, and then get it back to the dock 
So when the ship returns to pick them up and the money, they can get the fuck out of Dodge. So they find Korea is inhabited by zombies. There's a rogue militia there who grabs people and throws them in a pit for entertainment. Instead of like a fight pit, it's keep away from the zombies pit for as long as you can survive. And then you become one of the zombies for the next round if you get if you don't survive. And then he meets a woman and her two daughters and their grandpa who are trying to just make it by an infected Korea and now they want to get out. They've been trying to get out. Nobody's going to go in and save anyone. It's four years later. And that's the gist of it. It's fun. It's a zombie movie. It was entertaining. Some cool action. Killing zombies. These zombies are super fast. Super fast zombies like the Train to Busan zombies. They aren't the slow-moving dragon type of zombies for most things. These guys are fast. Yeah, they are. And in the dark, they kind of hibernate in the dark. In the daylight, they're more mobile. But if they hear noises and shit, they go after whatever that noise is. Right. Well, yeah. that's that's kind of the way that I Am Legend, the Will Smith one, did it. Where yeah. they, they hide in the darkness during the day and come out at night and noise really attracts them. Yeah. Kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I said that backwards. I think I said... They hibernate at night and come out in the day, but that's, I'm backwards. It's the other way around. You're right. They are sleeping during the day and they come out at night. Right. Yes. Sorry. I I was backwards for a moment there. Pardon me, That's okay. Like you're right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows about that. I know. So that's, that's all I got. First of all, I have to shout out Dave again. What's up, Dave? Hey, Dave. Something that David mentioned to me and you privately uh, was when the news broke about Avatar being re-released in movie theaters. Oh, yes. Uh, again. And he texted us and said, True Lies isn't even, isn't even available in Blu-ray. Right. So imagine my surprise today... Because I had been looking for True Lies to stream somewhere. True Lies is now streamable. Oh. I know. And I am so excited about that. So um, if you love True Lies the way that I do, it is streaming now on Hulu. Yeah, fun. But there's a catch. Okay. Uh. Um, I am used to watching shows like what we do in the shadows and, and welcome to Wrexham and, and only murders in the building because those are shows constructed for a commercial break. Yes. Okay. They, they have natural breaks in them so that they insert a commercial here. It was very disheartening to start streaming today. True lies. And it's like watching it on FX or TNT or something like that with commercials in it. Now, on the plus side, it is not edited at all. So all the language, all the violence is in there. Okay. However, it was my first true taste 
of a paid version of the platform where it's commercials. Now, they mm. didn't do that with Prey, though. Yeah, that didn't have any commercials in that it. That didn't have any commercials in it. Huh. So I'm wondering what the difference is. And there's also one other thing that, that bothered me about this. So when we're watching Prey, and I always look for this, or we're watching Welcome to Wrexham or something like that, only on what we do in the shadows, if you hover over it or you click on the page for that particular show or movie, it will tell you the runtime, it'll tell you the year it came out, and it'll tell you if it's got audio description or not, closed captioning, or if it is in 4K. Okay. They are using not even a Blu-ray quality version of this movie, I don't think. I think it's actually closer to standard definition, mm. but it's cleaned up a little bit. It's it's almost it, like if Blu-ray quality is 1080p, it's probably like 900. That's not a thing, though, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's a bit grainy. Okay. And I don't know why that is. So... Hmm. Part of me is wondering, okay, is this heralding some type of future release for this movie but it was annoying that a movie had commercials in it like i was watching a broadcast channel hmm. but the good news is at least you can stream true lies now yeah well that's where, true whereas before you couldn't because you know whatever in reasons. science and reasons <laughs> Yeah. And shenanigans. Reasons mm -hmm. and shenanigans. There you go. So yeah. after you told me about the Samsung TV Plus channel, yeah. I remembered that I have that built in on my TV. And I was scrolling through, and I found the K-pop channel. Of course <laughs> so you I just, did. I just left it on because I wasn't, I, like I was doing something else and I didn't need to pay attention. And there's a band performing... And speaking of commercials, it stops in the middle of them singing for a commercial break. And it returns for like the last 40 seconds of their performance. Like you can oh, wow. see they cut it before the song had actually ended for commercials. And they come back for that little bit of an ending of a song. And the next stuff comes on. Like, how did... Uh, like, like they aren't paying attention to what's happening, like the content before they throw in their commercial break. They just have the break, you know, whatever, like however often, like every 20 minutes or, or whatever. And regardless of what's happening in the show, they're going to stop it for the break for this break. Right. It, like, like when you're watching YouTube videos and suddenly this ad break starts and it cuts the person off in the middle of a word. Uh, to then come back it, that drives me nuts i'm like come on could yeah. you make you're trying to give me like a, a tv network get your commercial breaks in not in the middle of a performance i mean this is them like on stage performing it was you know it's about to be over cut to commercial after they're done yeah so you could see them all doing their like handsome boy poses oh, 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 you know 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. They, they finish their, their song in the post. And then they they zoom in on each face, and the guy's like, yeah, I'm hot. Or, I'm so cute. Ah, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. so goofy watching that stuff. Uh, okay. I've never been into K-pop at all, but hey, it was on, and it's a little background noise that I don't pay attention. And I'm, I'm not at risk of singing along either. Okay. Hey, the, the, again, the point of it is that you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a, it's a novelty. That that network is a novelty for me. And that's the whole point of any entertainment, yeah. however you get exactly. it. Exactly. All right, so I've got news. News! And again, thank you, David, for all of this awesome news. We appreciate Yay. it. Yay! We do like that news. We do like that news. So did I mention this last time that Elizabeth Olsen, who played... Yes. Scarlet Witch is going to be on House of the Dragon season two, Jumping yes. the Shark. Yes, and you were very upset about that. Yes, I was kind of. All right. Um, then the next bit of news: Regal Cinemas has filed bankruptcy. Well, the company that owns them filed bankruptcy. Well, yes, yes but well, but, the company might own other shit too. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, look too deep but into it. but Regal Cinemas is one of the things that I am sure is dragging them down. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, that's sad because that is the favorite theater in this area for me. Is a Regal Cinema. Well, I my favorite theater in the area is an AMC, but I truly think that that will be one of the last, if not the last, holdout mm, okay. when theaters finally go bye bye. Um, which which is a fact that goes back to me when we began this podcast. I truly believe yes, that. you have been saying that. I truly believe that. But it is not hard to conceive because the number one movie last weekend was Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. It's been out for what? like 15 weeks. Yeah. It has been out for 15 weeks, and it was the number one movie, and it was number one with only like $7.5 million. Yeah. Now, for small movies... Or movies not on as many screens, seven and a half million dollars is okay, kind of respectable. Mm-hmm. If you are a major motion picture and you make only seven million dollars, you're a bomb. Yeah, yeah. But to win the box office with the number one movie that has been out literally for four months, the theater industry is hurt and bad. Yeah, they need to release more stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. And stuff that's worthy of it. Oh, yes. Yeah, stuff that's worthy of going to the theater now. Yeah. Everybody's gotten complacent and enjoying sitting on their couch without other people talking through a movie or turning on their phone in the middle of stuff. Or you could pause it and go to the bathroom and come back. Your own bathroom, and then eat yes. your own cheaper food, and and all yeah. of the economics. That Enjoy go your it. couch, and let the kids and, be asleep, and you don't have to pay a babysitter or nothing. Yeah. Or pet your dogs, and yeah, yeah. cuddle your dog yeah. while you watch the movie. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to things we have said before on this podcast, the better the sound and better the picture you have, even better. Yeah. So that was news. Um, mm-hmm. I would say in 2023, expect theaters to start closing or start merging. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's my prediction, and I'm going to stick to it. Do you think multiplexes will continue, or do you think it would be more like a theater with one screen uh, now? I've got to save say on that, costs, maybe. First of all, shout out to Mike Alexander. What's up, Mike Alexander? Hey, Mike. Um, Mike and I were talking about the Pickwick Theater. Okay. And and the Pickwick Theater is a beautiful, still working, one screen movie house. And they upgraded to a digital projector because they had to. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a wonderful uh, 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 YouTube video that's about an hour long of this guy, not very polished at all. He just had his phone with him, and he asked the theater if he could walk through the theater because he loved this theater and and went through and filmed all the ins and outs of that particular one-screen movie palace. Like even the dirty bits, you know, like here's the old power panel for the theater and the old intercom system and and stuff. But to answer your question, I grew up, as did you, with certain theaters being one screen movie houses. Mm -hmm. Then multi like multiplexes, uh, what would eventually become AMC, which was then Lowe's Theaters took over our old one-screen movie theater and chopped it up into three. Still a fairly big screen, and then they did two small screens. Mm -hmm. And then on the side, they added an adjunct small screen, so it eventually turned into three small screens and a large screen. Thus began the, the impersonal theater experience. Do I think that multiplexes are going to go away? Yeah, I do. And I think they're going to go away first the more screens they have. Because yeah. if you have 18 screens and nothing to put on them, how are you going to operate a building that large with a skeleton crew and have shit going on with nothing to, nothing to show? Yeah, seriously. You'll see bigger films on less screens, and then eventually event films on one screen, and then it's all going to be at home. But it is changing. No matter mm -hmm. how much the movie theaters go kicking and screaming into that good night and make new deals with celebrities and all that other sort of stuff, to, and Nicole Kidman doing a sequel to her <laughs> ad for AMC, if you don't put out good enough product... Why am I going to go? Well, yeah, it's now, all about content. It's about content. Mm -hmm. Content, which is now streamable. Yeah. Like the new Halloween movie is going to stream on Peacock the same day it comes out. And I'm so geeked up for that. Why? Because at 9 a.m., I'm going to be sitting in front of my TV on the day that it comes out and I can set my own show time. <laughs> I can hit pause and go to the bathroom, let my dogs out. I can go get breakfast from McDonald's if I wanted to, even though I shouldn't. <laughs> People, please make me not get breakfast from McDonald's. Um, or McDonald's, please sponsor us and give us that McDonald's yeah. money. <laughs> I will go. eat all the McDonald's. <laughs> um, but my point being, 
There is a quality movie, or at least a movie that I think will be of at least quality enough for me to see it. Mm-hmm. That I will just stream at home. <sighs> so Disney Plus Day happened today. As we record this show, oh, it yes. is September the 9th, or September the 8th, and um, Disney Plus Day happened, so Thor, Love and Thunder dropped as well as a few other very special things, including the new Pinocchio live-action picture starring Tom Hanks in yet another movie that nobody wants to go see. <laughs> I didn't even know it was a movie until the other day. I was I, I looking at something New York Times, maybe? Their morning newsletter that runs down some headlines, and then they mention a random... This movie's coming out this weekend, blah, blah, blah. And they mentioned Tom Hanks and Pinocchio. I'm like, what? What? When did this happen? Right. Also, Disney Plus Day. Apparently now you can watch a BTS performance, a concert on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you can. Yes. But he, but here is here is what I'm seeing right now. I just went to the interwebs. Mm-hmm. And again, this movie stars Tom Hanks as Geppetto, the beautiful and extremely talented Cynthia Erivo, and Luke Evans. So this is an A-list movie, right? Mm-hmm. From CNN, Pinocchio transforms the little puppet made of wood into a film that's not so good. <laughs> Oops. From The Hollywood Reporter, Pinocchio Review, Tom Hanks and Robert Zemeckis deliver a dud of a Disney movie. Oh. From Polygon, Pinocchio Review, a cursed live-action Disney remake hits Disney+. Plus. Hmm. And when I tell you that its scores are low, it has a 32% Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. score damn and let me update that oh i'm just hitting the rotten tomatoes oh i'm sorry here's an update 31 percent oh jeez. and a 46 percent audience score so even free if you have disney plus this is not a movie you might watch hmm. so anywho so there's that. Take it or leave it. Watch it or not if you if you can or want to. I will not be. I no, I'd rather watch BTS perform, apparently. I would rather watch <laughs> some of the Star Wars stuff that dropped, like behind the scenes of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, and one well, last Or more She Hulk. I would watch more She Hulk. Oh for sure. my god, She Hulk is so good. That one is so fun. She Hulk. She-Hulk is the breath of fresh air that I think Marvel needed with all of its series lately, especially the series being so fucking dramatic. Yeah, um, although people on the internet suck because they're all up in arms over She-Hulk twerking in the end credits of some recent episode that I apparently I didn't watch I didn't watch the end credits apparently you need to watch all the end credits sometimes I do and sometimes I I have to stop it for whatever reason I don't know okay but Marvel is the one who teaches you 
Marvel is the one who taught us to watch all the way through the credits. No, I think you taught me just by sitting in a theater after some trailer just for funsies. Yep. I don't know why you sat through all the credits, but. She-Hulk twerking was fucking hilarious, and yeah. people need to get off their high horse. Uh, yeah, get get over yourself. I, I think it's more because she's a big girl, but I'm like, she's... <laughs> oh, she's built. She's well, sexy she's fucking She-Hulk, for Christ's sake. And, yeah. you know, nobody gave a shit about Deadpool doing any kind of twerky shit or anybody else doing a dance. What the hell? Well... Yeah. Right, and everybody's staring at Captain story. America's ass and naked yep. Thor ass, but twerky in a pantsuit, She-Hulk is a bad thing. Fuck you, people on the internet. Well, that's... Okay, so... And this dovetails into the last thing that I want to talk about. Okay. People on the internet are trolls and they suck. They do. In general. Mm-hmm. Not specifically. Not totally. Not totally. But in general, yep. people are trolls and they suck. Why? Because people are down on the fact that a powerful woman is fronting her own show. Uh-huh. And she is having fun with a pop celebrity dancing. Yeah. In a, in a very short mid or end credit sequence that I thought was hilarious. Because they make fun of the fact that Megan Thee Stallion is in that episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this whole thing about women-led shows, and she and She-Hulk is brilliant because they really call out assholes. Yeah. Just assholes, particularly toxic males on this show. And, and this last episode, and I'm not giving anything away because it's kind of teased in all the trailers and all that. This is when she sets up a dating profile and she goes out on several dates. And the whole point of it is that it's bad because people want to date She-Hulk. Yeah. They don't necessarily, and she's getting all these dregs of society as her normal self. But then when she finally finds a guy that might be worth a damn, when she turns back into her normal self in the morning, he doesn't want anything to do with her. So why aren't we talking about that? Where are the yeah. internet trolls about that shit? Where is the truth and all that? But no, we got a problem with She-Hulk twerking. Fuck you. Yeah. And it's as much of a problem because sci-fi and fantasy always, and, and it's surprising me, although it's not surprising me, that Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, is getting such shit from internet trolls because of diversity in the cast. Uh. Right? I, I, oh, I, the I, only reason yeah. it's stark to me, the only reason it is a stark contrast to the movies that I love, you know, like the Lord of the Rings trilogy by Peter Jackson, was because that cast was all white. Yeah. I would literally have to go back to see if there were any hobbits of color in, this, in that movie. Or any elves of color in that movie. No, Even as background. And I don't think there were. There weren't. Maybe they used people of color for orcs. Maybe. Uh, uh, There's yeah, a lot of maybe. makeup and prosthetics, so it's hard to tell. Right. So you can't even tell. It's like using a black yeah. guy as a Klingon. Exactly. 
but yeah. now all of a sudden, because we are doing a story set thousands of years before the whiteness that was the Lord of the Rings, people are now up in arms because it just happens to be a diverse world that we're in. Fuck you twice. Yeah. <sighs> so much so that the like three of the stars from the original Lord of the Rings trilogy came out and an elvish um, wore shirts that said everybody is included and welcome. Mm-hmm. And and the stars of this new show are standing with the stars who have been lambasted on social media. Why the fuck is it on social media that Jimbo, jo- and I'm just pulling a name out of my ass, people, if there is really somebody with this handle, I'm just making it up. <laughs> if Jimbo Jones 6912 decides to call out She-Hulk for twerking and say how dare there be black people in Lord of the Rings, <clears throat> you do so only because you have the quote-unquote anonymity of your avatar. Yeah. You do not have the balls or the brains enough to say with your proper name that you have a problem with that, that you are racist and sexist or both. Or to say it in person in front of actual people. Right. So it, and I said this to Laura today, I said, you know what's, what's, what's almost heartbreaking? The last time I went to a convention convention was Star Wars Celebration in Chicago in, in 2019? Yeah, 2019. Okay. It makes me wonder how many of those people that I was elbow to elbow with are some of those trolls. Oh, a whole lot of them, I bet, yeah. Because Ro- the woman who plays Rose Tico in mm-hmm. Star Wars, uh, um, the guy who played Finn in Star Wars, these new sucky sequels. Sorry, they do <laughs> suck. Um, they got raked over the coals. They did. And unjustly so. Yeah. So, so why <laughs> is it that Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and and marvel need to be all white all male there is no reason for it no reason whatsoever and if you have a problem with that at symbol bill ivory larson that is my full name hit me up dm me if you have the balls enough to say your name to me and i will read your comment but if not shut the fuck up and realize that content is moving in a direction where, thank God, we do have some diversity and we do have fun and we do have strong female leads in roles that are heroes. Mm-hmm. We need it. Poof. All right. Ooh, I'm all worked up now. Yeah, we are. I, 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 I just get all pissed off at that because <laughs> the world sucks as it is, man. We don't need our shit bastardized by these people when these are supposed to be the worlds that we go to to escape shit like this. Right? That's why Star Trek is so beautiful and Star Wars is supposedly all that beautiful, even though the, <laughs> I'm talking about the original three, not, you know, all that. Um, but that's why we go to these places to escape shit like this. And then you realize that Jimmy Jim Bob's 68912B 
hates on you because of stupid reasons, you're like, is nothing sacred? Is it, can there be nothing beautiful? Anyhow, that's why this show is such a safe space for anything like that. And, and I am glad that shows are daring to do that because She-Hulk is the Marvel show that I have needed for a while. It's lighter, it's funny, it's, it's awesome. And, and the Rings of Power is getting better, I have to say. Oh, I might be behind a couple of episodes, an episode, maybe. It's getting better. Or maybe not. I don't know. I'll have to look. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's getting better. And okay. we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. All right. As long as it doesn't carry on for like six or seven seasons and they still haven't fucking forged the ring, you know, the, <laughs> the rings. Yeah. Then that would upset the fuck out of me. But anyway. All right. So people, log on to thewatchlistpod.com, click on that Contact Us button, or engage with us on social media, at symbol Pirate Alice, at symbol The Watchlist Pod, or at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, as it's spelled out and as it sounds. What do you think about movie theaters going away? Am I off my rocker? What do you think of the movies that we talked about today? I would love to know your opinion. But most of all, I want to know your opinion about the haters that are out there. Or are you a hater out there? Mm -hmm. You know what? If you've got the balls enough to write us and use your name, come on, write us. I would love to, I would love to chat with you. All right. But anyway, other than that, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you listen on Apple, please give us a five-star review. We would love that also. We want the reviews. We would love the reviews, please. We need sponsors. Oh, I finally hit 300 followers on Instagram. Hey, go you. <laughs> nice job. I think I'm up to 302. Ooh. Whoop, whoop. Watch out, Kim Kardashian and your 16 gajillion. I'm coming for <laughs> you. 300, yo. Excellent. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll watch more shit next week. Um, I, I guess, you know, now that it's dropped on Disney+, Plus, I do want to watch Thor Love and Thunder. So that'll probably get watched between now and then. Okay. The, the new Stallone movie, Samaritan, the, the I superhero movie. I kind of half started that. Well, Dwight right. started it, and then we had to stop it because he had to go somewhere and i was like dude i'm not gonna finish this you come back and we'll finish it later so i've seen part of it but not the whole thing okay and we'll find something else to watch i'm sure oh yeah everybody you take care and throw some good out there in the world throw something positive out there in the world and it will come back to you tenfold And thank you all very much for listening to us. We appreciate each and every one of you, no matter where you are in the world. And thank you if you are around the world listening to us. We appreciate that. Have fun, people. Okay. Okay. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.